How are you all doing? We are back. How you been doing, Rob? Okay. Uh, not too bad this week. Um, felt a bit rough last Sunday, as you could see. I had the squirts for a bit, but then <laughs> otherwise I was all right. No? Yeah. The usual week for me. Yeah. And uh, a busy one this week for us. Well, maybe for you more than me. But um, next week, we, we were just discussing... You you might you've got you've got a crazy another crazy week coming up now, haven't well, you? I've got about a crazy two months. That's the problem. So um, you're not sure what's going to happen next weekend, are you? No, I'm not sure at all at the minute. It's something that we might end up just having to do randomly at some point. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just banging one out, but who knows? The logistics and all, man. The yeah. logistics and all. Alabama Wally, you bad motherfucker. Peter Fear, what a name. <laughs> Peter Fear. He sounds like a boxer. Chris Rope. Chris Rope. The Hangman. Hannah Lee, is that any relation to Jack, I wonder? Robert Norton, Carl Hill, and Big Dave Hale, who's listening on the plane, coming back from uh, from Italy now. Mm. International podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> we all had a drink last, well I did, you can probably tell by my voice. But I, um, yeah, I had a few beers yesterday. Yeah, good. And uh, bumped into you in fucking car- McDonald's car park at about midnight. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I just pulled up, I was like, is that fucking, is that Tom or Anna? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> pulled up next to him. We both basically got noon of the same car as well. Yeah, yeah. Hannah was like, what's going on? I was like, because <laughs> she couldn't see because their no. lives didn't know who it was. I was going, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell it was you. I was looking at you going, who's that? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's fucking Rob. Yeah. Well. I've got a voicemail to play. Huh? Let's rock it. This is your paranoid Uncle Dave. I've got a wee bit of a question for you. I've been hearing stories that you've got this little tiny wee podcast going for you, and you've been in contact with this Kim Jong-un motherfucker. Now, this angry little lesbian, to me, he sounds dangerous, so if you ever get into any trouble, you just give me a little shout-out, and I'll fucking make sure that angry, twiny little lesbian... Never touches you or your podcast again. Anyway, I got nothing better to do. I got fired from my last job because I came on a pizza and apparently they don't like that. Anyway, if you, just to be clear, if you play this on the podcast, I will fucking come over there and fucking beat your 20 little asses until there's nothing left but shit. (laughs) No, it's funny though because... (laughs) That was good. That was Mad Uncle Dave. Yeah, obviously. Do you remember um, Dave and the Dave and Mad? They go together really well. Do you remember outside school, like when we were nippers? I say nippers, sort of fifteen, sixteen. A geezer used to turn up called Mad Mad Dave. Dave, Yeah, yeah. Do you remember him? We used to hang around the Monkey Bridge then and all that shit. Yeah, Yeah, he used to pay people to beat him up. Did you ever see that? I never saw him actually pay people to get yeah, yeah. to beat him up. He used to pay him a tenner, and then the teachers would like cotton on, and the kids would just be beating him up and getting money off him. It's completely fucking crazy. Nice. So what, I mean, what's all that about? No, he's not getting anything out of that, surely. I mean, I reckon he probably is. I reckon he's getting a hard on. If you're paying to get beaten up. Mm, strange, isn't it? it is Mad Dave, weird. yeah. I remember that, yeah. It is a bit fucking strange. Mad Dave. Um... Fist me. I mean, beat me. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. all that about? I don't know. Going out, hanging around. I mean, what's going on inside his mind? I know. I'm going to do today is I'm going to go down to a school. I'm going to hang outside. and I'm going to wait for kids to come out. and I'm going to give them money to kick the shit out of me. Mm. Well, he's probably dead now anyway. It's not been done correctly because if it was done correctly, he wouldn't be asking to be no. beaten up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? He hasn't been punched hard enough yet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I just don't fucking get it. No, it's, that is 
bit mental, isn't it? Yeah, man. So, um, <laughs> so my uh, I've been on holiday for two weeks now from work, and uh, it's all over. I'm feeling a bit depressed because I go back to work tomorrow. Mm. I'm not looking forward to it. Why? So, what do you mean, why? I'm, I'm always looking forward to work. <laughs> not, I hate it. I, I, it's just gonna be. I don't hate it. It's it's weird when you're off work because. I've not I've not really gone anywhere. I've stayed in the UK, but it's um, it's kind of like it doesn't feel normal. Nor normality and reality is working because that's what you do all the time. Mm. And then having time off when it gets sort of this, you know, you're going back. You feel a bit. It's not like depressed, but you're like, it's just normal, isn't it? Going back to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just normal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Fucking work. I just uh, I don't know. I think if you if you weren't at work, do you think you'd I'd be dead, I reckon. You reckon you'd be dead? <laughs> I was going to go down that route. Yeah, yeah. Explain. Well, this is, I'd just be drinking myself to oblivion or <laughs> doing something stupid and dying. So, yeah. so work kind of keeps me sane, I suppose. Well, that's Mind it. you, I haven't done much drinking recently. Haven't you? So, no. Fast sort of two weeks or so. Maybe a week and a half. <laughs> no, about two weeks. I haven't, couple of days. I haven't been drunk. Really? Mm. Shocking. Tea total. I've been on a bender for two weeks. Nice. Every single day. <laughs> every single day as hard as I can and uh, yeah it's going co- cold turkey no booze tomorrow work that's it for another week I'm not having any more where do you reckon you're going to be tomorrow do you reckon you can have a, a long journey I straight don't to Manchester probably so something, yeah something like that will happen Scotland like what <laughs> of mine I've got to do soon I think it's going to I think I'm going to be really really fucking busy that's why because you're not going <clears> to <throat> potentially not be around next weekend uh, I know they were asking me if I could work next weekend as well what the fuck? Everyone's going, shut the fuck up. I know, yes, yes. Stop talking Even about you work. going, Tom, just be quiet. Yeah. Just get off this fucking work shit. Fuck that bollocks, man, work. Yeah, right. Any celebrities died that we know of? Uh, Anthony Bourdain died, didn't they? Who's that? What? I'll move on then. Carousel Sniper victim. Get involved, yeah, people. I'll put you on about someone from Carousel <laughs> Sniper victim's dead. as like, fucking hell. Crack cushions as always. You're yeah. wicked stupid. And the dude files. Alex, don't be stupid. It's a fucking cool podcast. Let's get on it, everyone. If you don't, yeah, yeah. if you haven't lo- listened to the Dude Files, I think we're on episode two now. Listen to it, man. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, me and Rob will be on that one day. Yeah. That'll be a laugh. Yeah. <coughs> uh, uh, our details. Shall we? Fucking uh, yeah. robots for eyes at gmail.co.uk or just type it in Google and it will come up with everything on there. Yeah, you can find it. Um. <sighs> I think that's about it. Yeah. Let's, Let's get this mental. <laughs> Shitty intro out of the way. We're going to have a a uh, look at the Gulf of Tonkin incident, as it's commonly referred to. Right. Which is, uh, it was an an event that led up to America's involvement, full-on ground-scale troops, you know, attacks, the fucking napalm in Mm -hmm. Agent Orange, all that bollocks. It's the, the, there's two incidents that led up to to their massive presence in, uh, in Vietnam, and it's a false flag, it is a false flag event. 
And a false flag is like, it's like a covert secret operation where an event has happened, something has occurred, and the it is used to benefit the side that has been sort of, you know, uh, the victim. Uh, this one's particularly interesting, and false flags are interesting because it kind of, a true false flag, it sort of appears that... It didn't happen the way it did. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of being used as an excuse. Manipulated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And events like this sort of they pi- they piss me off because it makes it very difficult to know what to believe when you're told by, you know, the governments and administrations around the world if there's a reason to go into combat, you kinda can't believe them because mm. they've clearly lied multiple times. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, you know, the Western world is a free world. We're the good guys, apparently. Oh, Rob's having a microphone problem. There we go. No, we're all right. Yeah, we're, we're all right. We're rocking and rolling. Yeah, so, yeah, we look out for other countries, the West do. That's what we, that's how we see ourselves, isn't it? We keep eyes on what far-off governments are doing to their citizens around the world. And unfortunately, it seems like reasonably often that we have to intervene mm. and uh, <coughs> uh, help them, shall we say. Yeah. For the people, yo. Uh, Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, um, you know, we have to do shit that we don't necessarily want to do for the good of everyone. A few people sometimes have to die yeah. uh, in order to protect or help, or they're like a sort of, you know, collateral maybe. Like Hiroshima. I mean, that was that place was sort of a means to an end, really. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was kind of just, yeah, it was, it was they thought it was a good thing to do because it stopped the war, but yeah. really... It wasn't, but it was. It's one of those, isn't it? Yeah, rock and a hard place. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's like we understand, and like we both understand that sometimes things happen that are not good, <coughs> but have to be done. Mm. They're like sort of, you know, last case, worst case scenario. We've got to do it. But then there are times where we're told things have happened, and we go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to do it because of that. And it turns out that it's all fucking bollocks, and mm-hmm. thousands and millions of people die. So these are the things that we're going to be having a little discuss about today. Uh, obviously, this isn't a political podcast. It's barely a podcast. <laughs> but um, we've got to explain uh, what the political world was like around the time of the Vietnam War. It sort of just puts everything in a little bit of a picture, a little bit of a frame. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about ideologies like communism or, or fascism, for instance. And they directly oppose democracy. And because they've they've got massively different worldviews, huge wars have broke out, which have cost colossal amounts of innocent lives, like like the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. So the Vietnam War was a result of the Cold War, and the Cold War was a result of World War Two ending and super big bombs, you know, being invented and new superpowers emerging around the world. So like power was fluctuating and moving, and because of the weaponry that had been developed, it kind of instead of people being toppled in conventional warfare. As soon as you've got the big bombs, that's fucking it. Yeah, yeah. No one fucks with you. So that it did change. It did change the way that people conducted warfare. Um, and also, it, it changed the way that we viewed communists and ideologies that, that we don't necessarily support. Because if they start getting big bombs, we could be in trouble. So, for instance, America is, is hostile to the idea of communism and the communist state. Obviously, communism was hostile to democracy mm-hmm. they were odds, odds with each other now it's important to remember at, at this time during um we're talking about the mid 60s now early to mid 60s after world war Two, the u.s was the only country immediately after they're the only country that had nukes they could right, have yeah, just yeah. rolled them out and panned everybody if they wanted to 
They could have just crushed the Soviet Union. They could have turned them into a nuclear wasteland if they wanted to, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. So you have to remember they do show restraint. Yeah, not to yeah, just to drop a nuke instead of napalm in them instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't use chemical weapons, even though they used Agent Orange, which is a chemical weapon. Probably, yeah, probably napalm, one of the worst ones you probably could use. And like a napalm, which is a chemical weapon. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, well, well, you know, it's not chemical, apparently. <laughs> Until they decide it's chemical. Yeah, well, everything's chemical. Even a bullet yeah, is a, a chemical a reaction. Nuke, <laughs> a, bomb's, a bomb's chemical as far as there's going to be something in it which makes it... Yeah, yeah, there is. There's a chemical reaction inside a bullet which pushes the projectile out. So everything's fucking chemical. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, we we digress. Let's let's be honest, right? Does it matter? I've said this before. If if you're bombing someone to kill them, right, and then you just drop a fucking nerve agent, you're still doing the same thing, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. End end result is the same. The same result, yeah. To be honest, a nerve agent's probably better because at least you can save the buildings. Absolutely. Straight to the chemical warfare. (laughs) <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. But still, it's the same thing. That's the all, that's all they're doing, aren't they? It's, it's same result. Yeah, just I mean, just a different means to an end. Yeah, like you might go quick, or you might like yeah, you skin might, your eyes might off. yeah, his eye, eyes might end up coming out your ass or whatever. You but you know, shits for a month. Yeah, not good. Yeah, not oh well. good. So obviously, America's uh, is democratic, and the Soviet Union is communist, as we said. Immediately after the Second World War, the power structure was f- fucking completely on its head. Communism was an ideology that was spreading around the world was trying to move out particularly through uh southeast asia at the time and america was trying to stop it they viewed it like a, a virus spreading um you know if if southeast asia fell and other countries starting to fall their the empire the communist empire is spreading and growing it, it might get out of hand mm. and they're the enemy to to the west so it, it, it kind of it doesn't make sense but it kind of makes sense from the sort of leaders of the world that they're going to try and stop this from happening yeah and, um, you know, shit gets bad when that happens. <laughs> shit, shit gets bad all the time, though. Whenever anyone tries to discuss anything politically or like between nations, it starts off nice and it always ends up with someone getting fucking killed or some shit going off and, you know, ties being cut and all this. So just don't talk to each other. Nothing would just be yeah. my theory. Just either be nice or just... just Fuck just off, yeah. <laughs> you know That'd be I mean? my logo as a, as a, a, a parliamentary leader. Be nice or fuck off. <laughs> Simple as. So, yeah. so like, um, they really wanted to stop the communism from spreading. Um, so they, they kind of like conduct. They say they. I'm talking about the Western world. We conduct ourselves back then as we do today. It's like a good reason to push into other countries and help foreign governments out with like you know, military weaponry and money in the form of loans to build up infrastructure of the damaged country and giving the citizens a better you know living standard that's mm. kind of like the reasons that we we side with people but it's it's kind of like not really no nah. i mean look you know look at what happened like in iraq or Af- afghanistan we you know we which want to try to build the infrastructure of the of the country after it was leveled and it's fucked <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah you don't really it doesn't work out the way we say it no so you got these two opposing countries the us and the soviets they don't they can't risk an all out war with each other because both sides have got nukes by now um during the vietnam war and it would have been a fucking bloodbath, a really bad, bad mistake if they engage in combat with each other. But both sides knew it. So what they do is they fight proxy wars against each other via countries that support the enemy. And it still happens today. Like America and Russia don't don't really ever get into fisticuffs. It just doesn't happen. The risks are just they're just too great. They but don't at the moment, but how long till they do? Well yeah. I think you know, Putin did, building up his army ready for war. He's desperate for war he is. 
Not necessarily against America, though. No, but he wants a war. But as soon as war kicks off between Russia and whatever part of Europe or something like that, the US will be in there. Yeah. And we'll be in there as well. Yeah, but Putin, everyone, I'm, I'm just saying, he's just, uh, he's on it. He's He wants a war. He's not just attacking people, you know, with all these chemical shit for a bit of a laugh. You know what I mean? He, he's he got something planned. He's got a back plan. And that is to fuck someone over and start taking over. That's yeah. my theory. Oh, I mean, you know, each country that has massive, well, they've both got huge militaries. It just disturbs me. That doesn't make sense. The military is massive ma- now. It's like they're building like like two, threefold what they were doing before. So really, mm, so the the production lines uh, boosted up. So it sounds like to me something's about to brew. Yeah, yeah. Hold on so to your asses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we'll probably be fine. It's it's either the countries around him and maybe I don't know little places. So I don't know. Fuck those old Eastern Bloc countries. will just roll yeah, their tanks into and do land grabs and shit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So they don't fight each other, but like we say, they can fight. Countries that support the enemy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like their mates, you, that's fine. You can you can do that. That's totally cool. You know, especially if it stops, say, the communists from getting a foothold in another country or grabbing land. It stops your your, en- your enemy's empire from growing. And both sides viewed it like that. Obviously, the communists want to stop the uh, dust. Yeah, yeah, and the west we, side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like a positive and a negative on the factory. They don't fucking you know. Directly oppose each other. But the Vietnam War was no exception. It was a US-led invasion. The Russians didn't... Wow. They didn't fire a shot in combat. Uh, probably fucking did. You know what I mean? There's probably yeah, shady did, yeah. shit going down. But they fought through the North Vietnamese against the Americans. Now, the reason given for the US invasion was because of direct hostility and to stop communism from spreading. Countries were falling left, right, and centre. Like They called it like dominoes. They fall like dominoes. <laughs> Well, whatever, man. Yeah. And just easy. Just basically roll in and take it. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no one to stop the Soviets from coming in and stopping yeah, them. And they'll just come in and two it. tanks and that's it. That's <laughs> you it, cut yeah. the country. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And then they'll just give that country a load of tanks and say, you're on our side now. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So there was a series of events that led up to the US invasion that didn't exactly happen as we are told they right, did. Okay. And it's very important to get the facts correct when you're talking about potentially invading the country because people are going to fucking die. So it's it's important that everybody knows what has occurred. People are going to die and people are going to take sides as well. So yeah. well, you got to try and get it right otherwise you know it's not fair is it you know yeah I mean? exactly everything is is being framed the way people want it to be perceived and, and not the way that it's actually happened so if you want the full lowdown just please you know, into google it yourself because we can only cover so much on this so to put this in the correct frame we've got to explain a little bit what happened um in the lead up to the war so the u.s was spent uh, sending military advisors to south vietnam as early as the sort of mid-1950s under president truman and um, that was after the split up of the country uh, the vietnamese overthrew the french because they were occupying the country and had them for a long long time they've been there since 1859. Mm-hmm. So Vietnam has, has been occupied by loads of countries. Japan, French, Ch- Chinese dominated the place. They got yeah, yeah. they had a rough history. So following the French pullout, uh, Vietnam well, was split up in <laughs> 1954. Yeah. Um, because the French who occupied, they couldn't deal with it anymore. The, the territory was crumbling. The area was getting fucked up. So they pulled they out. They bailed. They bailed, basically. Got the white, the white flag out. And uh, the Geneva agree- a Geneva Agreement was drawn up and signed. Now, the agreement wasn't only, it didn't concern only Vietnam. There were lots of countries involved. 
but um, we're only talking about the Vietnam aspect. So everybody agreed to temporarily split Vietnam in half, the North and the South, and then there'd, oh. be, there'd be an election to be held two years later in 1956, where the country, as one, would come together, hold a democratic election, and the people would vote for a new leader, um, thus unifying the country in the process. So this temporary division, the North was communist and the South was democratic. So we had all the plans together to get to, you know, get the country back together. Um, great chance for a fresh start. But did it happen? Did it work? Did it? Fuck. Yeah, humans being humans, uh, we we sabotage ourselves at every available opportunity, it seems. It got we're, we're good at that, aren't we, as very human race? We're good at just fucking everything up, very making things worse. Very good at it, mate. Very good. Problem is, the, problem, the reason why we do that, though, is because everyone thinks differently. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's That's right. But that doesn't necessarily. I mean, war. doesn't mean doesn't mean you're right or wrong. It just it, it just means that someone's going to disagree with you, and people won't do what people are told as well. So it just it's fucked no matter what you do. It's it's country's interests. They, yeah. they know what the other one's doing. Really, they want to stop them because they know that they get, they're yeah, gaining th- land. I, th- I think there's I think there's a lot of um. Uh, I know what you're doing, and there's a reason why, and we know that you know this and that. So we'll just turn a blind eye. You know what I mean? There's a lot of that going on of everywhere. Think of all the wars which kick off um, around the world. You know what I mean? Well, for instance, Syria—that's still going on. Yeah, that's just Russia. If that was if that was Iraq or something, it would have been done. You know what I mean? And it would have got the oil out of there, and then that would have been it. They would have gone, yeah, you're fine now. We're all good, safe. We got your oil. Yeah, see you later. Yeah, you all right now? Yeah, okay. We'll rebuild the place now. Maybe we might build a tower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just to say thanks for the oil. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to say thanks, yeah. we'll build you a school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twenty trillion dollars that we got yeah, out yeah. here. And it got really bad for everybody. In Vietnam did, and there was like a really sort of series of shady, sketchy incidents involving the U.S. military and government. And at this point, we're talking like uh, um, the night in 1964. There was no U.S. soldiers engaged in combat officially. There was no troops on the ground officially. There was some clandestine shit going down. There were no... Nothing was kicking off, essentially. It was just tense. So the, the instance that we're going to talk about, it beget, the first one happened on the 2nd of August, 1964, and it's commonly referred to as the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Mm-hmm. The South Vietnamese had been inserting intel teams and commandos into North Vietnam via the waters off the... Gulf of uh, Tonkin, it's almost 100% likely that U.S. Marines were accompanying them into right. the north. Uh, they were taking out radar stations as part of secret clandestine missions, basically. Mm. It was called Operation 34B. The north, obviously, were aware. If you're taking out ra- their radar stations, they know what's going on. Yeah, 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 of course. They were watching closely. And at, at sort of around this time, there were huge U.S. Navy destroyers just sitting out off the coast in international waters lurking around. Now, the South Vietnamese and the Americans were also conducting intelligence-gathering missions on on their Navy vessels in international waters in the Gulf of Tonkin, just off the North Coast. They had been doing this many, many times before. The North were obviously extremely wary of the US because they knew they wanted to get much more involved, possibly with troops on the ground, and they didn't want this. So they were just eagle-eyeing and they were like, what the fuck's going on here? We need to keep tabs on this. It's very volatile. We're not going to do anything because we don't want to... Fuck anything up anymore. Yeah. Let's just fucking keep calm and watch. The American destroyer, the USS Maddox, was on routine signal intelligence patrol. Um, it's like a spot mission, basically, like electronic reconnaissance. It was minding its own business, but it was not there for sightseeing. Okay. It was 
He was there to go and look at our guns. He was listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening, yeah, out. yeah. listening out, yeah. This is the first of the two series of events that led to the invasion. Now, the official story of what happened is the USS Maddox was in international waters. We've got to say here, it's debatable whether it was. Right. It's more than likely it was in the North Vietnamese water. Okay. <laughs> it, it probably was in international waters. Anyway, the crew of the Maddox saw three North Vietnamese torpedo boats tailing it uh, apparently the Maddox tried to move away to avoid confrontation but the sh- destroyer is a lot slower than the faster North Vietnamese um, <laughs> torpedo boats yeah uh, they caught up with the Maddox and fired at it with machine guns and torpedoes from three boats so the North Vietnamese came within about five miles of the Maddox it wasn't like right next to it, no. it was a fair distance but that's you know doesn't really matter. None of their torpedoes hit the Maddox. The Maddox retaliated, firing 230 3-inch and 5-inch shells. It also called in air support from <laughs> four US Air Force jets. Oh, you can't beat the Yanks, can you? <laughs> and they hammered. These, Overkill! They hammered these these uh, Vietnamese, but they got they smashed them. They sank... Of course, they obliterate them, probably don't exist. There's well, nothing left of them. They sank one, and, uh, and another, another two limped back, and they probably just let them go. And they killed four Vietnamese as well. Uh, apparently, when the jets came over, they were like trying to get the fuck out. They knew that next level shit was going down. I'm not being funny, but I know I, I, if, if they were in their waters, right? You would have thought that they would have gone. Look, they haven't done anything yet. We are going to get battered if we do anything. Surely they must have known that. Yeah. And just just watch them. Do what the, do what they're doing. Just watch them. Well, and if they fire a missile, that's when we might have to try and do something. Mm. But they're not going to until you shoot missile and shoot machine guns at them. Exactly. You wouldn't. You wouldn't pick. You wouldn't pick a fight like nah. this. I've got some stats <laughs> on the boats here, just so right, you can. Yeah. So you, straight away, when I read the stats out in a minute, you'll, you'll be I like, can t- oh, fuck? I, I can see it. I can see it. Like um, basically, I see it as like you know when you s- watch these um, Amazon um, clips and they're going <laughs> down the Amazon in like a canoe, <laughs> a, 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 a canoe, a canoe boat. It's like three of those versus a fucking like fifteen billion pound war machine. The basically, pr- yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah, pr- exactly. pretty much. So the, I think the idea is okay. You're much bigger than us. You haven't done anything yet. Just okay. You're just there, fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? don't, don't, don't get angry because otherwise you're going to get blown to fuck. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So after this short little battle when they uh, called in the um, the jets and they levered it and the Maddox, the destroyer levered them as well. Uh, the, the Maddox, by the way, was almost completely unscathed. Of course it was. It suffered one single bullet hole that didn't have... <laughs> Isn't that strange? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's very odd that a USS that, destroyer... That was, prob- that was probably a friendly fire as well from, yeah. <laughs> from, the, from the planes. Well, they might have just done it themselves. <laughs> just to yeah, get, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's funny that a destroyer was ambushed by multiple North Vietnamese Navy torpedo boats and came out of it completely unscathed. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think... It's not uh, really been ambushed then, is it, really? Not really. So I thought, how, how is that possible? So... I thought that's, that's like four four p- people jumping someone on the street, right? Up, com- literally coming out of a bush, right? Yeah. And then um, the geezer just beats all four of them up and car- goes, oh, yeah. one of them just caught me a little yeah, bit yeah, and yeah. carries on. You wouldn't pick a fight on it. You, no. you, you know it's... You so know that geezer's like a ninja champion or something. So I wanted to just add a bit of scale to this. I thought, how can that three North Vietnamese Navy torpedo boats and just one bullet hole. Let's add some scale to this. The boats that the, the Vietnamese are using, called the, they're called P-4 torpedo boats, right? Um, they are 19 metres long. 
They're three P- meters wide. P4 to- to- be- torpedo boats. They yeah. sound like war pistol guns. The P4. They <laughs> are, mate. They're ridiculous. Yeah. They're only 19 meters long, three meters wide, and they weigh about 19 tons. And they've got a crew of 12, and they can carry a maximum of two. 17-inch torpedoes, so only two torpedoes, and they've also got two 14-millimeter machine guns, and they've got like a primitive Soviet <laughs> radar system on board. They've got a range of 500 miles, so that they are small. The Maddox, on the other hand, is 114 meters long compared to their <laughs> 19. It's It weighs 2,000 200 tons compared mm. to the 19 tons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of the, it's got a crew of 336 men, all armed to the tits. It's like Mike Tyson fighting an ant. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, <laughs> the ant bit you. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's 12 meters wide. It carried six 38 ca- uh, 38 millimeter machine guns, 12 40 millimeter um, anti aircraft guns, a further 11 20 millimeter anti aircraft guns, 10 21 inch torpedoes, six depth charges, two depth charge tracks, whatever the fuck that is. I didn't bother trying to find out. And it's got a range of six and a half thousand miles, and it has the full support of the US Air Force. Whoever was the head of the North Korean army at the time and, and went, gave him the orders to shoot it, I'd, I'd have turned around and gone to him. That's you sure, mate? I, I think. I think that's one of the... I think you need to resign. Step down now. I'm going to take control. Don't shoot it. (laughs) That's the thing. He would have given an order to do such a foolish thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those North uh, Vietnamese dudes were brave as fuck to attack the United States. Destroy it with, with like, basically three aluminium fishing boats. (laughs) Yeah. Mate, they look ridiculous. They can't even store them in the sea. They have to take them on land when they store them because they just get battered by the water. It just reminds me... It does honestly reminds me of a... uh, a can, uh, canoe boat. Like it this. it That's is. That's what it sounds like. Get it out of the water, put I'll it on the back of a trailer, drive I'll it away, put it back in the water. I'll, um, it is. That's what they are. They're just ridiculous. I'll put a picture of, of um, the Maddox and one of these P4 destroyers uh, and you can fucking see the difference. I'm going to look now. P4 destroyer. Yeah. P4 uh. destroyer. Uh, it's a Soviet boat, I think. But the Maddox could have beat them by just ramming them. <laughs> whilst yeah, they're yeah. shooting at it full yeah, blast yeah. they could have just run through him no contest it doesn't sound like a sensible fight to picks no. but when you read that the Maddox was actually three to four miles inside Vietnamese waters you start to see why they would at least approach the boat to tell it to move on I mean if it sailed into their waters you know what, what would happen if a boat sailed into American waters think of the response Mm. So they sailed into the North Vietnamese and then f- fucked up their boats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So after the, after the skirmish, there was no retaliation actions from the US at this point. They had no plans. They didn't do anything. The next day, the 3rd of, April, of August, 1964, President Johnson ordered the Maddox and another boat, the USS Turner Joy, another huge destroyer, to stage daytime runs into North Vietnamese waters to test their response. <laughs> So that's very provocative. Yeah. You've already kicked off once and you've got one bullet hole and battered their boats. And then two days later, they're ordering you back in just to test their response. So the Maddox did what they what it was ordered. And on the mm-hmm. 4th of August, 64, two days later, the Maddox and the Turner Joy were carrying out the President's orders and were back in international waters, shall we uh, say. Yes, yeah, yeah. Inverted commas. Doing another set of uh, reconnaissance runs. Appar- of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, 18 kilometres from the coast. A usual ro- routine, as they Absolutely, always say, when, yeah. when someone goes into um, someone's water. We're just doing a usual routine. It's yeah. just... We're yeah. always here. <laughs> Bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So whilst they're allegedly 18 kilometers off the, the North Vietnamese coast, both of these destroyers picked up, both of them, this is the important thing, picked up radar, sonar, and radio signals that indicated another group of um, North Vietnamese Navy vessels were speeding out towards them, possibly to engage them again. And after what had previously happened, the orders were given to retaliate and shoot first. Okay. That's a fair response. I, yeah. I mean, I'm saying it's a fair response. I'm not a military man. Maybe it isn't. So anyway, both destroyers opened fire, and for four hours they maneuvered around incoming torpedoes, cannon fire... U.S. torpedoes were released, air supports were called in, jets were airborne and opened fire, and towards the end of the long the battle, the U.S. claimed that two attacking torpedo boats had been sunk. Now, this is obviously not a good move from the Vietnamese. No. You just blatantly attacked them. Oh, especially when they're boats, I'm not joking, right? I've seen bigger and better fishing boats yeah. on you know than, than their P-4s, or whatever they're called. Yeah, it's silly, isn't it? Just seen a picture, well, a drawing of one. Um, and Tiny. It's, it's a fishing boat. That's Tiny. what it looks like. Is it, honestly, even the people on board look like they're fishing. You could put you know it in the back garden. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Crazy. So, so I'll say, this is not a, wasn't a, a particularly wise move. Nope. Like a crazy, brazen, unprovoked, and aggressive attack. Now, whilst it was going down, the Navy reported what was happening to the White House. So whilst the battle is going down, there's bombs going off everywhere. And the Secretary of State, who's got a brilliant name, Robert Strange McNamara... Yes. He met with President Johnson and urged him to give orders to retaliate. And Johnson was like, yeah, man, that sounds good. We've got no choice. So within 30 minutes of the Maddox and Turner Joy picking up them radar signals and engaging in a four-hour battle, he had decided to order airstrikes within 30 minutes. Now, he even called Moscow up and said, listen, boys, uh, we've just been attacked. We don't want to widen the wall. We don't want to get tangled up in this. But if them boys are coming over, kicking off, we're going to fight back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Incidentally, McNamara had been previously pressuring Lyndon Johnson, the president, to uh, to sort of get more involved in the war. He did, I don't think he... Re- you know what I mean? Some, yeah. some it still sound right. But immediately after the battle, I'm talking like 30 minutes after the battle, something wasn't right. It's not months or years after. Yeah. We're talking... 30 minutes. Minutes, yeah, yeah. yeah. The commander of the Maddox, he was called uh, Commander John Herrick, he got on the radio and told the White House that the battle might not have actually taken place. It's like, what? What? Yeah. Yes. Two Navy destroyers, several fighter jets involved in a four-hour hour Navy sea battle. What do you mean it might not have happened? Yeah. You were on the boat. Yeah, yeah. You were launching bombs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what were you shooting then? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is the first message Commander Herrick sent to the White House. He said, review of yeah. action makes many reported contacts and torpedo fire appear doubtful. Freak weather effects on radar and over-eager sonar men may have accounted for many reports. No actual visual sightings by Maddox suggest complete evaluation before any further action is taken. So he obviously knows what the US response will be to Vietnam. Hellfire. Yeah, yeah. It, potentially millions if the, will, will die if this, is in, this battle, this incident, is interpreted incorrectly. So he's saying, don't issue any strike orders yet. We're still trying to assess what's happened he's obviously anxious because an hour later he contacts the white house again and says entire action leaves many doubt suggest thorough reconnaissance in daylight by aircraft all all subsequent 
Maddox torpedo reports are doubtful in that it is suspected that the sonarman was hearing the ship's own propeller. Can you hear that? What is that noise? The ship's propeller. The <laughs> ship's propeller. So they're basically saying he thinks it was the ship's propeller. And cru- all crews are nervous around this point. It's understandable. You, but you should know your own You should know your own boat. Yeah. But the, the commander of the Maddox, um, the dude in charge of a huge, powerful, valuable Navy destroyer, an honest, level-headed, respectable man, is uh, basically saying, we fucked up. And yeah. then is no enemy. There was yeah, nothing yeah. there. He's blaming it on a storm and stuff, isn't he? And saying maybe he should have a fly over tomorrow and have a look if there's any carnage but we don't think anything actually happened even though apparently you were shooting missiles yeah so you shot you shot for four hours there were jets in the sky yeah. they, there's missiles missing right. yeah. a lot of money's okay. been spent so th- these messages were received at the white house but they weren't relayed to president johnson that secretary mcnamara decided to keep the messages that herrick had sent away from the president um if he had told him the whole history of of the world could have been could have been different. Mm. So he knows that the the commander's doubting it, but he didn't say anything. Subsequent investigations revealed that when no sunken torpedo boats were found, no wreckage was found, no bodies were found, there was no evidence that the US was shooting anything. Even the fighter pilots, even the jets in the sky who were helping out in the, uh, in the attacks said there was no threat. Now, there's a geezer called Commander James Stockdown. He was flying one of the um, fighter jets. He said he had the best seat in the house to watch the event. Our destroyers were just shooting at phantom targets. There were no torpedo boats there. There was nothing but black water and American firepower. Even the U.S. Naval Communication Center in the Philippines questioned whether any attack had had taken place. They were like, what the fuck are you doing? doing?" The North Vietnamese themselves, they released a statement basically saying something along the lines of, it's not that we've got a different story as to what happened. It's just that nothing happened. Yeah, just all yeah. our boats are there. Yeah. Don't know what who you were shooting at, but it, wa- it but it wasn't us. Yeah, we were not there. So in short, something could occurred, which was used as a a false flag, false flag, yeah, a yeah. false flag event, and then it's quite from Robert Strange. Yeah, yeah. but um, everybody would have been yeah, everybody would involved. But but the thing is though, you said the geezer on the on the boat changed his mind then thirty minutes later, so. Yeah. Yeah, he, has he been commanded by Robert Strange to do it? And he's done no, no, it he, and was sa- he was. Sa- he was saying he still maintained that nothing had happened. He was saying you need to send, but you need to send planes out in the in the day. Who, to check the, who, who, the commander of the matter? That's what I mean. He it, said there has, was nothing. Has Robert there. Strange told him to do it, right? And then he's radioed back to what do you call it? Going, nothing's really happened. As in, like, like I've just been in a way. I've been told, but I'm not telling. Yeah, I, I I've been told to do it, and there's nothing's happened. There's no nothing there. Yeah, it's some don't do it. Down. Basically, yeah, so some fuckery. Yeah, as you'd say. So shortly before midnight on the fourth of August, so this is the day it's happened. Johnson went on. Uh, President Johnson went on national TV, describing, um, saying that uh, you know he's he's um, requested authority to undertake military response, and he also stated that the attack happened out at the high seas, which made the U.S. look like victims. And rightly show they should be taking sort of you know defensive posture against these nasty aggressive communist North Vietnamese. But in reality, the U.S. were in their waters firing at nothing. Mm-hmm. But it's a good. Th- there is evidence that they were shooting, so they must be shooting at something. But yeah, you know what I mean. What the fuck. Within hours, jets had bombed Vietnamese torpedo boat bases. They also took out an oil storage facility and coal and a coal mining operation. Uh, they did that. Um, 
during a military operation called Operation Pierce. Pierce Arrow, uh, they took out 10 of the country's oil refineries in one night. They flew 64 missions the night of the attack with allegedly zero planning, we are told, because mm. this was a surprise attack. Zero planning, my ass. Well, it's very difficult to do that, I would imagine. I mean, I'm no fucking planner, but if you want to get 64 strike missions on targets... Without really planning it, it just sort of happens and, you you know, you're aiming for oil refineries, stuff which is going to sting them big time. Mm. Mm. Slow, them, slow them down. So in rea- That's been planned over a long time, isn't it? And then as soon as this moment's kicked off, they're going, right, to send them there, do that, do this, do that, bang. They just needed a, an excuse to carry out... So they needed a seemingly valid reason or, or something they could sell to the public as valid that the public would get behind. So obviously the North Vietnamese were pissed off. They just got attacked and wanted to retaliate. You know what I mean? Mm. They were like, what the fuck's going on, man? We didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, we might not be the best people. <laughs> but we didn't attack we you. We didn't do fuck all, yeah. Uh, you know, we di- certainly don't want a ground invasion from America. That's not yeah, what we, yeah. We're not going to attack him in tiny little canoes to get that going. But anyway, the news outlets in, in um, the United States reported the next... I think this was in the New York Times. It said, Through the darkness, from the west and the south, intruders boldly sped, at least six of them. They opened fire on the destroyers with automatic weapons, this time from as close as 2,000 yards. Uh, nope. No, they didn't. Not according to the commander of the Maddox, no. who was there. You know what I mean? shady in it how they can manipulate things yeah it's crazy mm. it's mad so the US people got behind the government and the military which isn't surprising when when they're told what they're told and they've got no reason to dis- to, to think that it's bullshit you, you would get mad patriotic yeah, yeah. you think this is a direct attack and second world war wasn't that long ago most people alive at that time were would have you know potentially been involved in it yeah yeah yeah, you've got to stamp your authority. I don't, I don't really blame them. They thought it was an unprovoked attack, basically. And back then, nobody questioned what the government was telling us. Everybody believed it. The legitimacy of the White House was never in question. I mean, why would, why would a government lie? You know what I mean? Why, why would you lie and want to go to war? Why, why would a government lie? Exactly. <laughs> other than other than the airstrikes being carried out immediately afterwards, the president didn't have any authority to launch a full-on war with ga- ground troops. He, d- he had to get clearance for that. Um, but that wasn't hard, considering he and his government were getting the public on his side based mm. on a fucking lie. So three days after the phantom attack, President Johnson, who coincidentally was up for re-election a few months later... Oh, right. <laughs> isn't that strange? That's weird, yeah. He saw his opportunity to make himself look strong politically and he went with the story that it was an unprovoked attack, choosing to not to tell Congress the truth. Uh, he didn't even tell him that the Maddox um, commander was, was calling for a complete review and the battle didn't even happen. Didn't, didn't say that. No, no, didn't tell him anything. He also didn't tell him that US Marines were carrying out clandestine attacks on North Vietnamese radar stations. Didn't tell him that either. Yeah. He just asked them to commit for all necessary action to be permitted. In other words, let us do what we want. And, uh, you know, this is for the protection of, of freedom and uh, liberties. And, and this is for humans everywhere. Ridiculous, isn't it? It's bad, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It's bad. This is really bad. Um, so you, you've got to include information that helps your cause and you suppress information that hinders it. So why would you tell the... What would you tell Congress of stuff that can potentially get in the way of you getting what you want? You're not going to tell them no, if you're that way not. inclined. So on the 7th of August, 
1964, the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution was passed in Congress with a vote of 98 to 2. So everybody... Except for two. Except for two. Probably the geezer on the boat. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We weren't doing anything. Yeah. So the president and the military got the green light to take action against Vietnam. Um, they basically agreed to let the president take all and any necessary steps, including the use of armed forces in assisting the defence of freedom. You fucking liar. Freedom. Defence of freedom. Uh, Johnson said at the hearing that the resolution stands by the unity and determination of the United States in supporting freedom and protecting peace in Southeast Asia. Protecting peace. Mm. <laughs> There's a fuck pit about to open yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're going on Protecting about... Protecting peace, so let's go in and fuck everything over. You lied and called in 64 airstrikes on people that hadn't done anything to yeah. you, and you're saying you want to protect peace. Fucking bollocks. I don't get it, man. You know, I, I, the, the North Vietnamese may well have attacked at some point. They might have done. They might, yeah. Maybe they were pissed off with the U-boat thing before, and they thought, fuck it, we'll just get them now because of that. But they hadn't attacked at this present time. There was no, no, no hostility. So That's what I mean. But like, it's, it's maybe they were pissed off with that still, and they thought, well, we'll just fucking stage something so we can just go in and just sort it out. We're not happy that Russia were there, basically. That's what it is, isn't it, really? So yeah, it's just a proxy war. That's all it is. We're not happy that Russia were on the other side. <laughs> That's all it is, so we'll destroy that country. Yep. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll trip you up everywhere we can. Also, the resolution said that it should express support for all necessary action, protect our armed forces, and that the United States gets this, seeks no wider war. Let this be a warning to hostile... You seek no wider war? What? What are you talking about? I don't understand it. So, obviously, it was 98 to 2, the vote. There were two congressmen that uh, opposed it because they could see where this was going. And they even said this is a major historical mistake because of the powers it granted the president to do what he liked. This is, you know, this is in law. Yeah. He can do this anywhere he wants now. It's not just here. You've given him the green light. So, the resolution changed world history. It gave the permission to bomb, um, the US to bomb other countries uh, without sort of breaking out into a full-on war. It sort of allowed them to airstrike the fuck out of people whenever they like, including countries like Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, Philippines, Pakistan. This was all done in the eight, in the name of eight, of uh, helping South Vietnam. It's uh, The government had the power to do what, what they wanted. They really could just do what the fuck they wanted. He used it. Johnson used it like... Um, like a 9-11 incident or a, or a Pearl Harbor. It didn't matter if it wasn't real and hadn't happened. As long yeah. as the people believed it and we could pass bills, fuck the rest of you. Don't yeah, care yeah. if the world knows it's a lie. Fuck's sake. So within seven months of this resolution being passed, the US involvement had escalated its, uh, its military. Um, there were troops on the ground engaging in fierce battles. The military advisors didn't expect it to be as hard as it was, and within three years, there were 500,000 US troops on the ground. And to make, it ma- to make matters worse, they were not making the progress they thought they would, and they actually were on the back foot because of like mad close quarter combat in jungles, uh, they thought because they had like bigger military presence and better tech, it should just be like a walk in the park and be over quickly. But it fucking wasn't, man. It's like it's the same things that happened in in, in Afghanistan. They're mm. still fighting the Taliban yeah, now. Yeah. Apparently, they've only got rusty Kalashnikovs and lives in and they live in caves. <laughs> what yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah. They knew the jungle and they knew the environment the North Vietnamese did. And it started to become clear that this wasn't a war that the US could win. Uh, that was the problem. No president wanted to lose the war against an enemy that had been sold to the public as weak. 
Yeah. It made you look bad if you're yeah. like, ah, they're weak. We're weak. We can they're weak. We'll do them and then they get battered and then you go, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, it, like I say, it was the military presence in um, the, in Vietnam was there from the Truman days, which is the sort of early 50s, but they, it wasn't combat. They were like military advisors. Um, so Truman from the early 50s, every president inherited a bigger and more tangled Vietnam war mess from the previous leader. Because like Eisenhower picked up where Truman left off and he handed over the mess to Kennedy. Kennedy got murdered to death with a bullet in his head. Uh, and then President Johnson took over from him. He escalated it massively by putting in loads of troops. He couldn't end it, nor did he want to lose it. So he just threw more bodies at it and he passed it on to President Nixon. Nixon withdrew the troops, hoping the mess would go away, and it didn't. So he passed it on to Gerald Ford. Now, under his watch, the United States lost the war when Saigon, the capital of uh, South Vietnam, was overrun and fell to the Northern Communists. That happened on the... 30th of April 1975, the pressure from the Vietnamese and their communist allies was just just too much for the US and their allies to hold back. They Mm. couldn't stop the advancing attacks. They were losing fucking thousands of people. And after 11 years, they eventually lost the war. um, And it cost the US 58,148 troops. Mm. It's horrible. Of those killed, 61% of that 58,000 were younger than 21. Fuck. And the average age was 22. So we, so it's like a lie and we just thrown, thrown fucking young lads at it. You know what I mean? And they thought it was going to be a pushover and it wasn't. Yeah. 75,000 US servicemen were severely disabled. 23,000 were 100% disabled. There was like 5,500 lost legs and then another... 1,000 sustained, you know, multiple amputations. There's still 1,600 troops missing. All in all, 2,700,000 Americans served in uniform in Vietnam. And in total, somewhere between 1.5 to 2 million people died over the period of the conflict. And all those poor people got fucked over because of a lie. Mm. It's crazy that a few people in the White House can make decisions that do that. It? it seems to be anyone who's got some power can just change something and just go, right, we're doing that. Mm. And it's not on. They can, like, manipulate facts. I mean, it sounds fucking... Cr- it sounds like tinfoil hat shit, but they did. Mm. Yeah. That's what they did, man. You know what I mean? It sounds like mad numbers, doesn't it? 500,000 ground troops. Mm. 2.7 million people in you know, US service personnel serving. But, like, you got to remember, a couple of decades before, in in the Soviets fought in World War Two, they had 16 million troops. What the f- Numbers are mad, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is literally—it's like everyone. It must be like at the time, just just, just grab anyone and yeah. chuck them on. Yeah, yeah. If you've got arms, do and you know how to use Nope. Well, but I just fucking get them on. Yeah, pull that trigger. Now you do. Yeah, Off you yeah, pop. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's all this like with the Vietnam War. Um, it sounds very similar to to Iraq and Afghanistan to me. I mean, we did try and stop that. There was massive outcries, wasn't it, to stop that? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we couldn't do that. Um, I'm sure if the American people knew what really happened back in 1964, they would have opposed the war and saved millions of lives. Uh, but that's uh, you know that's what happens. That's what happens when dudes get in charge who lie. Um, that's the, the hell bent on war. They're gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not. It's not on. What the <laughs> fuck? Can yeah. you hear that noise? What is that noise? Can you hear that noise? I think it's some sort of someone's doing mowing some or something. Someone's doing some. Do you want to washing machine? There you go. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not coming through on the mic. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you like, talking about? <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, in 1965, yeah, whilst the war was still going, even President Johnson was talking in private. Off the record, he said about the second incident, 
where the ships were firing at radar signals. For all I know, our Navy was shooting at whales. He wasn't even trying to hide. No, he's just fucking, yeah. What did you say, mate? Shooting at fucking Clowns. Whales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shooting at cummy tummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cummy tummy. Cummy tummy can walk on water. I haven't heard him for a bit, cummy tummy. <laughs> ben, get on to cummy tummy. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, it's... Well, it didn't surprise me because there's a lot of that stuff going on in there where there's, you know... I think about it on the spy front, for instance. You know I mean? There's a lot of... Um, countries got spies in other countries and the people who who have been spied on know about it and they just they've got theirs in another country and they know about it as well and it's just kind of it's just a dirty thing isn't it everyone's just fucking lying and sort of just making twisting their own truths around everything yeah. so yeah. it's kind of like what's what's the point you know what i mean this is what happened it's up to you how to interpret it and mm. you can use yeah. it to your but it's not the first time leaders have lied to like propagate walls. The Nazis fucking did it as well. Now, I'm sure this is common knowledge, but I thought I'd include it at the end briefly because it, it shows how events can be manipulated to obtain specific results and propagate specific feelings amongst you know, a country's population. Because on the 27th of February, 1933, the German parliamentary building, the Reichstag building, got proper fucked up in a fire. Now, the culprits... Were those pesky communists again? Those bastards. A dude called, I think his name was Marinus van der Loop. He was uh, was a 24-year-old Dutch communist stonemason. He was arrested and tried for the crime of burning the buildings down. Nice. He confessed, and they chopped his head off with a guillotine. Pretty quick, smart. That's good. He had mental issues as well, so I I don't know whether that's... Mm. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, the burning of this building allowed Hitler to sort of consolidate his power and become the crazy dictator we all know and love. Um, it's very important. <laughs> we all know and love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a very important moment for him and the Nazi party, the fire. Uh, the fire had like crazy timing because, strangely, Hitler was up for election a month after the fire. <laughs> That's, That's odd, that weird, isn't it? Again. Yeah. Why is it? It's, it's, it's m- so much of a coincidence, isn't it, where Just something, you know, where... They try and look like heroes just before an election. It's, mm. It seems to happen quite a lot. I'm sure it's just coincidence. It must be. You just know what I mean? It's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was very politically convenient, but it's yeah, but no, it's just no, it's just a fluke. Coincidence. Don't get <laughs> into too much. Anyway, the Reichstag building was where the German political sort of shenanigans took place, like debates, passing laws, votes, and everything. And its destruction was mad symbolic. It's like imagine the Houses of Parliament and Big Ben getting burnt down it pissed people off so that's mm. essentially what, what it was now because of the timing of the fire and how the Nazis reacted and benefit, benefited from it people started to ask questions they were like were the Nazis responsible did they burn it down themselves and blame it on somebody else for their own benefit Hitler told the nation that the fire was a result of communist terrorists and the whole country was at risk from a communist plot and a revolution, they must be defeated. Mm. Now that sounds quite familiar. It runs a lot of parallels, which what happened in the Gulf of Tonkin, and it's also very similar to what's happened in recent years regarding terrorism. You know what I mean? Mm. We've got to stop them. We need to temporarily take some of your rights away to protect you. So Hitler wasn't in power at the time, and he had to persuade the president of Germany, uh, President Hindenburg, that the country was in imminent danger, and he requested new powers, very much the same way that Johnson did, to protect Germany from further attacks. Oh, right. Ring any bells? (laughs) (laughs) Hindenburg hated the Nazi party, but he was fearful of communists. Yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, he thought, if there's a potential communist uprising, I've got to do something. So 
obviously he granted the new these new powers to Hitler and they passed a decree called the uh, Reichstag decree which was an emergency law passed to protect the German state the decree, sus- the decree suspended civil limits li- civil liberties if i could speak like freedom of speech that was removed hmm what mm-hmm. yeah. the german press had restrictions put on what they could and couldn't report on okay yeah what why are you controlling what propaganda? Yeah, propaganda, why are you controlling how pro- the people pro- perceive pro- things? Pro- propaganda. Uh, only news outlets were allowed to talk were um, Nazi-ran and approved. Oh, obviously. Fucking shit's on lockdown, innit? Yeah, yeah. Police had powers to investigate crimes removed, and the Nazis were using the decree, the decree to shut down any opposition against them politically. They were shutting everyone down. It's, it's you know... Sounds suspiciously like a uh, dictator starting to yeah, it doesn't it? Yeah, starting to emerge. Yeah, just just slowly coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, like a full-on power grab. The decree didn't have any written guidelines, so it was open for interpretation. Now nice. we're talking about nice. the Nazi party yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't want to be nice. Yeah, and they ran with it like motherfuckers. Of course they did. So all communist press. What, what did the Nazis do again? Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think they attempted to f- like uh, stop whaling and like protect the environment, yeah. and they were they they wanted to reduce oil. Didn't yeah, they, as far as I know. Um, they um, really liked the, the Jews. Um, <laughs> and they just didn't like war. Just top guys, basically. Yeah, yeah, top guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, any political opponent, because it, this, like, all communist press was banned, uh, as were communist events, because obviously this was done by the communists and we've got to shut them fuckers down. Look what they've done. Yeah, Look yeah, what yeah. they've done. Any political opponent was now seen as a direct threat to the German state and to the German people. Now, the Nazis quickly rounded up 4,000-ish suspected communist political opponents. Got to, didn't I say that there was an election coming up and you're <laughs> rounding up political... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they, yeah, and anybody of, else... Of, of opponents, political yeah. opponents. Mm, yeah, thing round is, them up. What the, are we going to do with them? The thing is, it's like if you're not a communist and they knock on your door and go, you're a communist, and you go, no, I'm not. They're yeah, like, they're well, you, you are, are anyway. Come yeah. with us. Yeah. See you in prison. You know what I mean? So anybody that disagreed with them, they threw into concentration cramp camps. I mean, what do they do? Do they just think a lot in concentration camps? Is that what they are? I think so. I think, that, I think yeah. I think it's all about learning, isn't it? Really quickly. So they were just trying to help people. They're trying to raise education. Yeah. yeah. Masses by putting <laughs> you in thinking camps. Where you just sit there thinking for like yeah. 24 hours a day. You're concentrating. You're, You're concentrating hard. Better. Come on. <laughs> so obviously this significantly reduces the uh, the opposition's chance of winning an election. It massively hindered anyone opposing Hitler. Mm. Uh, the election was a matter of days after the fire. Very Strange. convenient again. Uh, they very quickly rounded up 25,000 left-wing activists. They were arrested and tortured. Now, the decree allowed Hitler to become the full-on cunt and spin the world off, the a- off its axis, costing millions of lives. Now, any time a person in power... Uh, or a political group wants to change the rules. It's usually for their benefit, and they will manipulate shit to make it work for them and only them. Mm. You know what I mean? If you happen to benefit from them changing the rules, that's just be- that's a side effect. Yeah, yeah. They they changed it because Hitler saw a opportunity to grab power, and he fucking went with it. So why do we think that they did it? Well, the dudes who did it told us. <laughs> that's why there was a guy called. Adolf Rohr, and he was a thief and a Nazi stormtrooper, and he was in prison um, after the fire. I think it was for uh, car theft. Now, a, a prison guard who was a fellow stormtrooper, so he's like one of his boys, even though he's done some baddies in prison. Yeah, yeah, the guard's yeah. one of his boys. Uh, the stormtrooper guard spoke to Adolf Rohr, who then informed him of a meeting he had with one of the stormtrooper leaders called Karl Ernst. 
He apparently ordered the stormtroopers to enter the Reichstag through a tunnel and burn the fucker down. He actually went on to say that before the fire broke out, he had been in the subterranean passage, which connects the parliamentary building to the building where the president was located. Now, Rawls said that he had personally witnessed various members of, the, of his stormtrooper unit bringing in explosives and flammable liquids into the building. Now, apparently the stormtrooper leader, Karl Ernst, told um, Adolf Rawl the reason we're doing the reason why they were doing it. He said that an excuse was needed to begin attacking communists and we need it for a power grab. Incidentally, after talking, um, he Adolf wasn't beating around the bush, him was he? No, he wasn't. Saying, no. It, saying it as it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Fuck this one. It's going to say it as it is. And uh, uh, incidentally, after spe- speaking uh, and telling the guard this, Adolf Rule's body was found in the woods outside Berlin in November 1933. <laughs> right, mm, that's nice. So they they looked after him then. Looked after him really, really well. Yeah. yeah. Once they told him, they 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 put him in the forest. It's nice. He must have, I don't know. He must have just requested to be buried there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, maybe he just got ill very quickly and died, and they buried him there. You know what I mean? That's what I I can say. It's like these historical events. Um, it's just it, it should encourage you to think, question it, because th- it runs a lot of parallels with what's happened in recent in recent years. Regard. I mean, look at like the Iraq just War inquiry. Yeah. We know that they fucking lied. But basically, most things like this that happen is because of one cunt. Yeah, it is. And it depends on which way you look at it. Someone might think one side's a cunt, one might think the other side's a cunt, but it all to, all goes down to one cunt. It's amazing that one guy can do it. Isn't mm. it? Yeah. I find it fascinating, like watching hit the walk around and like documentaries. I'm like, y- you are. F- that's what you did is unbelievable. It's like 80, 60 to 85 million people. He's probably responsible for their... Of course he is. What? How can one guy do that? It's just madness, isn't it? But I'd, I'd, you'd be like, how does he sleep at night? <coughs> you know what I mean? He was on meth, he probably didn't sleep. He's awake all yeah. night partying. See if that was on Horlicks or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but he yeah, but, like, but how, how, you know, millions of people yeah. don't think now because of you. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't... I mean, he obviously thought what he was doing was right. Or oh, he was well, fucking demented. Well, both, innit? Well, yeah, we both. He obviously thought he was right, and he was obviously a bit fucking loopy. They're gone. And he was in charge, which makes it even worse. And he's in charge from... Uh, through really nefarious means, isn't it? Mm. Burning your own parliamentary building down and blaming it on someone else, and then arresting them, and then fucking killing them, and then that's that. They, re- they reckon, don't they, if he... Um, was accepted for his art degree or something like that. He obviously, it would have been completely different because mm. he really loved his art, didn't he? He's good. Yeah. And then they, the University of Berlin, I think it was, um, said, we don't want you. You fucking idiots. Yeah, so blame it on the university. It's not Hitler's fault. It's the university. Yeah, Hitler, Hitler was just a you know circumstance. It was the, it's the university's <laughs> fault. It's just because he wasn't a good painter. No, yeah. he's, he's a shit painter. He's really quite good actually. Nah, shit. You didn't get into uni. <laughs> shit. His pictures are quite nice. Nah, shit. <laughs> His picture paintings are quite nice. It's a bit disturbing when you look at them. They depict. Like I, haven't se- I haven't seen any of them. They're really good. Mm. They depict like really nice sort of very Bob Ross, Bob Ross ish. Should I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, to, like back to the Tonkin incident. To me, it was. Um, I mean, that's that's what happened. Yeah. This is not like, you know, this isn't like we think this happened. That's that's what happened. Mm. Yeah. And it's not, it is a cover-up, and it's just, like you say, it's just 
all it is is in how I see it is they can see the Russians are getting a foothold in there and they need to stop it. It's probably nothing to do with Vietnam. Mm. But mm. They, they're just in Vietnam, so it has to go through it. Yeah, you just happen to be the area that we're yeah, fighting in. I'm afraid to say that the Vietnams were on their side, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, on the Russians' side, which which meant that the Americans were going to have a kill at but have a kill at them. Killathon. Have a kill at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a killathon with the uh, with the Vietnams as well as the uh, Russians, which so is a shame, really. But what happens if if they didn't do this? If they would it? See, the thing is, it's difficult to I judge history. history. I, I reckon it would have been stopped somewhere else. Then it would just just been. Do you mean it would have got it resulted in combat eventually anyway? Yeah. Yeah. But it just wouldn't be in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the case because I don't think the Soviets—they were obviously pushing and moving. If if the West didn't attempt to stop them, would we be even here? Mm. You know what I mean? It's difficult. It's difficult to judge. So I don't really know too much on the history of um, the, uh, how powerful communism was. Um, I know it was powerful, but I didn't. I compared to the West and the communism, I don't know what was better, as in like. Um, what was stronger, what was flying through, what countries quicker, do you know what I mean? Um, so I'm well, not in a, a neutral spot. I just don't know. Um, I don't know. The, I wasn't there. I don't know yeah. the situation. As in, like, I don't know how bad the communism was. I think the fear is if they just kept pushing on, then it, where would they stop? Yeah. We have to uh, eventually step in. But it was... I don't, I don't know, man. Do do we? Do we have to step in? Is, I don't know. Is that is, the is only there, way? Is there a point where they'd stop? If they went through Vietnam and went through whatever country, Cambodia or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Would they have gone? This will do now. Mm -hmm. We can't carry on because it's like India or Pakistan or mm -hmm. whatever next to it. We'll just stop here for the time being, settle up, and you you don't know, do you? You yeah. just don't know. Or would they've just carried on? Uh, they, pro they probably would have. Just kept kept pushing. It's like a language of the growing the empire, but it's also mad, mad brave because you know a couple of decades before nuclear bombs were dropped. Yeah, yeah, and only America, basically, and Russia have got them, haven't they? Yeah. It, it, so, so they were playing mad, mad games there. You know, it's it was entirely possible that shit could have escalated. Mm. You don't know how crazy fucking leaders are. They're clearly mad because they're trying. They're sending There's young people to people, die. Yeah. yeah. They're just sending people to die and to kill other people. Yeah. It's like a lose-lose situation I for whoever's in the war. I just like to think it was for a just cause, but but it's difficult to think like that when you know that it was bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, the part that I struggled to get my head around. It's, it's I mean, them poor fuckers died under, like, on, on a lie. Mm. On a, on an over-eager sonar man who heard his own propeller, apparently. <laughs> two million people's lives. So yeah, it's like over nothing, basically. Like you say, like a fake war over nothing, mm. as a fake fight which kicked off where they just end up dying. Mm. Not good. Shipped in and murdered. It's a fuck pit. That's what it was. Yeah. Three, Not two, good. one. Shit pot. Yeah. <laughs> Bad man. So if you want to like learn more about that, don't take everything that we've said as complete gospel because I'm sure I've fucked up everywhere because <laughs> I always <laughs> do. <laughs> but yeah, just have a look, man. Yeah, just research it. Yeah, yeah. Research it yourselves and have a look at other things. You know what I mean? Like we talked about the Cuba thing, um, yeah. where they had a plan to make something up and yeah, about operation and that, Yeah. So it does happen. You know what I mean? Americans, that's that's happened. Well, Americans have done it twice now. There. I'm sure we have. So sure yeah, we've fucking course, done it. Ev everyone's done it. You know what I mean? Germans have done it. We've probably done it. Well, we definitely have done it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we did it in Iraq. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's loads of... Every country's trying to do it to get 
a bit of a bit of cash or a bit of you know yeah. power somewhere. That's all it's about. Yeah, level a country and, and then uh, award the building contracts to the company that I run. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> give myself yeah, yeah. a fucking yeah. You know, two hundred billion pounds if, if that happens with Trump. You know <coughs> what I mean with his um, building empire that he's got, which is now his son's. Oh, is it? Yeah, apparently, because he's not allowed to have a business or something while, they're in p- uh, while he's in power. So he's passed it to his sons. No no special interests are allowed. No, no, no special interests. So when when something gets flattened by him at some point, which it probably <laughs> will be, right, um, I wonder who will be in there building and doing stuff, you know mm. what I mean? It'd be interesting. Is it, uh, will it be someone linked to their sons? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So he's fucking running it still. Yeah. Of course he fucking of course is. He is yeah. <coughs> of course he is. So that's the episode, people. Yeah. Thanks Good for one, listening. Like it was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. I thought it was anyway. Yeah. I went on like a mad after that. I went on a mad World War Two binge. Yeah, I was no, just watching documentaries. Hit, hit the mad. Fucking like, yeah! I was throwing blasting up Nazi salutes around the house. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna shave my beard down into a fucking weird moustache. Yeah, yeah. He wrecked that moustache, didn't he, Hitler? No one can have that now. No, he, he was co- copying Charlie Ch- Chaplin, who by by coincidence was his birthday was the same day as mine. Do you know why he had that? Apparently, do you know why he d- had that moustache? He, um, so no one could wipe shit on his face? Well, it was bigger. It was like a standard regular moustache. But apparently during the First World War, he was struggling to get a airtight seal for gas masks around his mouth because his moustache was poking out the side of the seal. So he cut it back for practical purposes. That makes sense. And giving himself the and fucking... It, do you know how weird that sounds? Because I've got a CSCS test coming up soon, right? Um, Tuesday. That's a gonorrhea test. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a um, health and safety thing, right? And one of the, I did like a little mock test, and that's what they were saying. Why why um should you have a clean shaven face when you have got apparatus on? And it's because um it, you get a proper seal then. Yeah. If you got a beard, you don't get a proper seal. I'm fucked, then, aren't I? I don't wear anything, mate. That's why I'm fucking crazy, probably. <laughs> yeah, all that lead paint, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't can't think or talk properly. <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what's what's the uh, what's the gold standard for people that can talk properly, like the Queen. Is that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Fuck knows. That's other people's opinion. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Yeah. Thanks for listening, people. Yeah. Um, if you want to contact us, get on all the details. You know the bollocks. Yeah, yeah. It's robot rise at Google, Google, Gmail, whatever it's called. <laughs> you see, I've already forgot. Duckco.uk. It's the lead poisoning. It's not hard to find it on the interwebs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like fucking lead he's been sniffing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So next weekend, we don't know what the fuck's going on yet. No. Ho- hopefully there'll be something um, by Sunday. Yeah. But we'll see. It's we one of those. Keep you updated, people. Thanks for listening. Cool. See you later. See ya.